Welcome to the CHGO Bears podcast. Happy Monday, everybody. We're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. Thank you to all the people at DraftKings who gave me great odds on Miami winning the whole damn thing. That's right, baby. Uh, it was tight. It was it was nasty, but 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 the U came through. So thank you, DraftKings. Let's 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 get a good offer so I can get a little payout here. What's up, Herb Howard? Good to see you. <laughs> good to see you too. What's going on? And 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 Nick. What's going on, Mark? You had a very rough morning. You doing videos on the Kennedy because you're not. Oh yeah. You know you drive in from Arlington Heights and and you're and there's traffic and and you were complaining. Hour and forty five. Hour forty five. We're Ooh. gonna take the train from now on. We're gonna we're gonna explore those options. Have to because that's that ain't happening. Yeah, get a few years, it'll be home. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, very true. So big, big news. We're going to start the show with. We got Robbie Gold news. We got Lamar Jackson news. But uh, Kevin Wells is sitting in for Lawrence today. I believe we have uh, Adam Hogue somewhere out there. Kevin, can we? Oh yeah. Can we? we uh, can we get a live Hogue or a thirty minutes ago live Hogue? Because he wanted to say hello to everybody. Uh, Hogue is making me jealous about what Hogue is doing as he's. Uh, ha- hanging out with big time NFL people and also climbing mountains. Do we have that? We do. Let's let's see, Hogue. What's up, guys? I finished that Super Bowl hike we were supposed to go on. Wow. On top of Paestua Peak, the owners' meetings are down there somewhere, right by that green area. Uh, hope you're having a good show today. I'm jealous that Herb is in studio. You guys always have him in when I'm not there. So uh, Herb, you're gonna have to come in someday. We're out there, but. Uh, yeah, kill it today, and um, you know now I got to get down from this mountain. I mean, dude's just oh. lurk, lur- lurking <laughs> over owners' meetings and jealous about you. Hey, he ain't jealous. He ain't got nothing to be jealous about me. Now we're here doing what he doing. He, he looking all fresh. Shout out to Hogan, man. That's my guy. Did we ever get an update if he got down from the the mountain there, or is he still? On the voyage down. I, I, I don't have an update, okay. and we were going to do that walk, as he said with him, uh, during Super Bowl Media Week, but Nick, you wouldn't get up early enough, so it didn't happen. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. I was up. I was ready. I didn't do my workouts, like I said I was in the mornings, but I was ready. Yeah, no, you you were. You were. <laughs> and uh, looking at the chat, Braggs will be here tonight for, for Bears After Dark, and I plan to fully accost Greg Braggs this evening. But, <laughs> all right. So I was having kind of a what I would consider a pathetic conversation before the show. I asked Lawrence Benedetto, who's um, going on vacation tomorrow. I don't know why he's in the office today. Uh, I'm kidding. That's that's been said to Lawrence about a hundred times. Say, why are you here and not working? Uh, but I I asked him. I said, who who is your who's your top three favorite Bears of all time? Yeah. Give me your top three favorite Bears of all time. Mike Brown. Uh huh. Lack. Maybe Pep. Maybe Julius Peppers. I'm also a huge Major Wright guy. Mike, I know that's not on the same oh, okay. level as major the rest Wright of that. Guy. Who, did you, who was the middle guy? Mike Brown, Erlacher. Oh, Lack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said Latham. Okay. Okay. Brown, Erlacher, and Julius Peppers. Yeah, yeah. It's a good three. Yeah. Okay. Chat, you're welcome to do this, by the way. Yeah. Top three Bears of all time. Nick? Devin Hester. Okay. Brian Erlacher. Okay. And then... I. Got into the Bears because of Walter Payton from what I learned from my dad and, you know, family. So those are my three. Okay. And so I'll, I'll take the old old man seat in the in the house here and, and give you Walter and give you McMahon and I'll, and I'll give my guy Dan Hampton some love, 99. But uh, my point is this. Like, I asked, I asked Law, who's top three? He's like, he's like, I don't know, Payton and two others. 
And like, I'm seeing the reaction. Ro- Robbie Gold's, you know, back in town. He's, he's yeah. at the 25th mm-hmm. anniversary celebration for ESPN 1000. Bears fans are going crazy for him. And people are dying to have Robbie Gold come back. Franchise all-time leading point yeah, scorer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got we got that Cairo guy in our country. People are, people, like, he might have the biggest approval rating in Bears fandom history, right? People yeah, love but, Robbie Gold. Yeah, but people are so finicky and they forget, right? Because everybody was running him out of town that year. I was at that 49ers game. I was sitting in the end zone where he missed the kick, and I was like, I was watching this, like, and it just came up. I was like, and everybody's like, oh, he had that tip, that bad year, and everybody was like, everybody was ready for him to go. He's obviously had, uh, I won't even say resurgence because it was just one down year, but mm-hmm. he's obviously been able to continue to be what he was out in San Francisco, and so people regret letting him go. But it wasn't a whole lot of people on the keep Robbie Gold train after that season. That's a good point. I, I, is, is that revisionist history? Because I feel like oh. when they let him go, people were so pissed. I don't remember that. You you really he don't ca- remember? He, he cost us a couple big games that year, and people were like, I think he lost it. Yeah, I, I, I remember being like almost not 50-50, but it was a, little, it was a polarizing topic. Like, do you move on from your you know franchise-leading scorer, or do you – it's one year. That's all it ended up being because you look at his stats consistently. Robbie Gold could still kick. I mean – I went back to to that time in in life, and I think we have Gold uh, Robbie Gold's tweet from that time, which Bears fans are still kind of clutching onto in some way. There you go. Thank you to the Bears organizations, teammates, coaches, and fans. Once a bear, always a bear. Hashtag, I can barely sing. Bear down. Mm-hmm. And then I I read Brad Biggs's piece from that time. Uh-huh. The Bears are expected to sign kicker Connor Barth. Oh God. <laughs> who was among the Saints' final cuts this weekend as they prepare for their season opener against the Texans in Houston on September the 11th. The 30-year-old reserve (laughs) has seven years of NFL experience with the Chiefs, Buccaneers, and Broncos. Gold leaves as the team's all-time leading scorer with 1,207 points. He was the most accurate kicker in team history at 85.4%, which ranked ninth in NFL history. To be clear, it was a mistake to let him go. I'm just saying a lot of people were signing up for that mistake at that time, more people than are willing to admit it now. Okay. I mean, I we've been they were looking. Bears were looking for a kicker forever, yeah. Connor mm-hmm. Barth included, and and then Cairo came to the rescue, and then last year he couldn't make an extra point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait. So so I have some stats here because I guess this is gonna be too. a topic. Let's hear your stats. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. So what stats do you got? Let's start with Robbie Gold and career field goal percentage eighty six point five. He's amazing at what he does since twenty twenty, which oh. is the same time. Yep. That Cairo Santos went on the Bears. Yep. Robbie Gold has missed 12 field goals. Uh-huh. Only one missed extra point last season. Uh-huh. And Cairo Santos had the five missed extra points. Since 2020, Santos, when he joined the Bears, has only missed half of what Robbie Gold has missed the last three seasons. So I know, like, obviously, Robbie Gold, historically, amazing. Yeah. But if you're looking at that time span specifically, when Cairo Santos got to the Bears, He's been pretty darn good at kicking his field goal. It's the one outlier season where he missed five extra points in the last eight years. It's crazy, too. He missed, he missed in eight years nine extra points, Cairo Santos. But in one year alone, he missed five. So it's an outlier season for Robbie or for Cairo Santos, who has been pretty darn good. See, I would give you the outlier analysis, correct way of looking at this Nicholas Moriano intelligent breakdown <laughs> of the kicking competition that's not probably ever going to happen. But. Mm-hmm. It's not an outlier, though, because it was last year. 
<laughs> it's the <laughs> most recent thing. Yeah. So okay. yeah. this is what this you have to deal with the now. And the now mm-hmm. is the dude struggled to make extra points. Now, is he past that? Was he injured? It, he missed some time last year. Robbie Gold is 40. Cairo Santos is 31. Yeah. But the Bears aren't trying to win the Super Bowl next year. Mm-hmm. So we're a little – Cairo Santos has a $4.5 million salary cap hit if you want to let go from him. But if we took a poll right now, and let's do that, by the way, in the chat, one for Santos, two for gold. One for Santos, eat the $4.5 million, two for gold. Yeah, I think probably, we're going to get a lot of twos here. You're probably going to get a lot of gold love mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, but I think, sure. I think, and I don't think the age is that big of a deal. I think Robbie Gold is always taking really good care of himself. I think 40 years old now. Yeah, I mean, what is Listen, remember, remember uh, Bill Parcells was like, yo, he asked about the kicker. The kicker was hurt, and he went to the trainer. And the trainer's like, oh, I don't know if he could play. He's like, I don't even know to play. I don't even to kick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not, not the same <laughs> thing. He's not, not a player. So, uh, <laughs> okay. I, I, mean, I, think, I think he could kick for another seven, eight years if he wanted to. Well, and so, so in my expert kick breakdown that I've been doing this morning, <laughs> uh, you see, I think – Distance, right? That that that's that would be big, a, yeah. a key yeah. component mm-hmm. to whether you can still do it. So last year, uh, hold on, let me let me get my right stats up here. Last year, oh here we go. So from fifty, from 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 fifty, okay. How do I not have that right there? What? what that's, how, that, why are you pulling that up? That was, that's my probably my biggest issue with Cairo's year last right. year. Right, not the the extra points. That's the freak thing. I can't see that happening again. But what disappointed me most was the game. Where he refused to attempt the what was like forty eight yard, forty seven yard, something like that, and he was like, "Well, we had already set the line, and they wouldn't ask him, and we were all looking at him." He was like, "He just told them no, right?" And, he, <laughs> and it was like, "Wow!" Like, and it was like late in the game, like, like, or yeah. maybe it was late in the half. I can't remember. It might have been late in the half, but he was like, "No, we had set the line at you know forty six, forty seven, whatever it was, and we weren't gonna." I didn't mm-hmm. feel comfortable extending. And I was like. Mm. Yeah, it, right. Exactly. Mm. And but but stat wise, because they did put him in good situations, kicking for fifty. He still was Cairo was four for five. Four or five. Yep. And and, and gold was seven for eleven. So mm. they gave him you know double the opportunities. And one's mm. kicking in California, and one's kicking in Chicago. Exactly right. Mm. Exactly right. And one made fifty of fifty one extra points. The other one made twenty seven of thirty two. How was Wh- gold kicking on the Kentucky bluegrass? You think? Ah, yeah. That's the point by yeah. Kevin Wells. Mm. Uh, New turf. New turf, yeah, man. New turf. You got to. That's yeah. a big part of it. And he's got to get used to now, uh, just the, the trio, right? Holder, snapper, and get back into it. So that takes time too. So I mean, look, I'm I'm all for it if the Bears want to go on and, or go stick with Cairo Santos. Yeah, I'm cool with Cairo. Like I'm cool with Cairo, and I think that was just a bad. Just it was a I think like a three game stretch too or four game stretch where those extra points you're like yeah. what the hell is going on? Yeah, it's surprising too because like and I know it's inside, but you see him kick inside the Payton Center up at Hallis, and I, I remember him booming one from like sixty three and it hit high yeah. middle of the net. It would have been good for at least another seven eight. It was a booming kick. And I was like, then he comes back like I can't go forty. I was like, uh, but he ha- he has the leg power like he he can do it. I might change my entire opinion based on that one anecdotal moment of Herb Howard in in the beautiful Peyton Center. <laughs> yeah, with, he boomed it and hit it high in the middle. Like, oh yeah, no, that's what we're looking for. How yeah. high up on that net are you getting to? You know, they got that target yeah, sure. in the in the, in the Payton Center. They got mm-hmm. that target yep. on there. He's just hitting it 
Right in the target. See, but I I, I like romance. You know, mm-hmm. like this is this <laughs> gold coming back. It's a ro- it's romantic. It's, it's nostalgic for it's, you. It's it's a nostalgic romantic, feel good. Everybody everything's going right for the Bears. Justin, sure. year three. We got DJ Moore. Which speaking of, we can I guess we could segue out this. We're not going to solve whether this happens. I nobody thinks it's going to happen, right? I don't. Think I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't. No. I don't think they're doing it. But it's interest. It's interesting that he that Robbie is straight out there begging to come back. He's not worried about no weather. He's not worried. He's not. He's not. He's got no beef with the organization anymore. Mm-hmm. He's giving Ryan Poles the the love from afar. Would love a phone call. Would they do it? I doubt it. But I I do I think know. there's got to be there has to be some part of the Bears organization, some part of Ryan Poles that is looking at at, at Cairo a little bit like are are we good here or are we not good because they they can't feel super comfortable. They should be doing that every position on the roster. Like sure. you know, can we find an upgrade at kicker if Robbie Gold? They think that's the you know the option for them. Then you explore it. Like again, he had to be blown away by these quarterbacks in the draft to consider moving on from Justin Fields. Didn't feel like that was necessary. But I think as a general manager, you have to keep all options open reasonably comfortable like 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 I feel about Braxton Jones you know what I mean mm-hmm. could we upgrade there perhaps potentially but I go into the season reasonably comfortable with him not yep. overly confident and I'm not overly confident about Kyra right now it's gonna take a few weeks but reasonably comfortable with Cairo reasonably comfortable with Braxton we're, we're gonna have an offensive line convo coming up here so stick around for that because I, I would Nick's been out here all weekend talking about and I, you schedule your tweets don't you you no, are not I, up. I've it. never, never actually You've never scheduled, scheduled a tweet. Never. I don't, I don't Herb, know where to find let, the option. Let, 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 hold on. Hold on. Let, let's, let me, I want you to be the judge and jury on this. Uh-huh. 11 o'clock at night on Saturday night, I get, I, I'm sitting there in bed, and I see a tweet from Nicholas Moriano about Paris Johnson. Yeah. And, and he's watching <laughs> high school tape yeah. at 11 at night on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And, and so tape. I tweet at him. I'm like, look at my guy at 11 o'clock at night watching tape on, on, <laughs> on, on, on Paris Johnson. That's, that's some big-time commitment, but that's my dude. I don't schedule? get a response back. I liked it. I liked it. I was I was deep in the high school tape, and I you I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't know what to reply with Mark. What do I you actually mean? thought about it. What do you mean? I don't. I don't know. I thought it was going to be something clever, and then it just ended up not doing it. Then it kept focusing on the tape. Carmen so that's on me. That you, that's on me for not noticing the like. But I was expecting yeah. a response back. Didn't get the response back. I'm like, th- I'm like this, 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 this dude. He's not really up. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's fake. <laughs> Left you on red. He, he's 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 doing the fake work ethic thing. Just just you know just throwing it out there, and scheduling a, it. Eleven o'clock at night, late night. Which by the way, that's a good job. That's a good idea though. Yeah, schedule it at 11 <laughs> o'clock at night on a random Wednesday but, or Tuesday. But you're just like, saying, oh, you, look you, at Nick you didn't know what to respond to that. Yeah, I was. I had something typed out, and then I'm like. You nah, like then I deleted you, it and then just you started. overthought a tweet. It was, then I was wasn't just that like important shit. to him, Carm? That's it. It was worth a like. It just wasn't. It wasn't important <laughs> enough for him to write out a response. He's like, oh, look, I see Carm. Boom. I mean, here's Carm, great man, at uh, Saturday night in his in his crib in bed, taking the time to send, say, give some love, and not even worth the. Can't even can't even type out a. Got got it going, Carm. Something. I think that, time, time I, out I'm, here. I'm, I got beef on that. I I tweeted at you a couple days ago about Adam Hogue shooting basketball, and I'm like, when are we going to get the invite? I never got a like or a response. Oh, and so I added you in there purposely. Twitter beef. So now now it's CSGO now it comes Twitter out. beef. It was, no, no, it was retribution. I didn't think about that in the moment though. It was retribution. <laughs> I think it was ling- <laughs> lingering said, yeah. lingering retribution. That That's what happened. Constantly, perhaps right. He didn't reply to me. Like, mm. <laughs> Okay, so 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 what happened was like so you sent the when are we gonna get that going on? I probably went in my head like, man, if, if I got to get these guys to East Bank, that's thirty bucks a guest pass. That's sixty bucks out of my pocket to get this hoop game going. Am I willing to do it? So I didn't. So I didn't. I didn't. You I didn't respond. It. 
So, so that, so I was in the monies, but I should have just, what I would, what would have been better is if I just didn't care about the money was like, let's get this thing going. And I responded immediately, but you know, I got that heritage thing going on over here and you know, <laughs> it was kicking down on me. Uh, I shouldn't do that, but I'm allowed to do that. All right. Uh, Hey, <laughs> Rich Eisen, our, uh, who we, we hooked, we, we hung out with a little bit at the Super Bowl who wants to come on the show, but hasn't confirmed yet when he's going to do it. Fingers crossed that that happens. But he sat down with DJ Moore, and uh, DJ Moore said for the 16th time he had no interest in being traded. Didn't want to come here. Now he doesn't like the house prices here, <laughs> but uh, he, he's not going to be able to get the same crib that he had in Carolina. It's going to be colder. He's, he, he, was, he was excited to be with a young QB in, in Carolina and bring that along, but now he's, he said, quote, uh, to Rich, uh, I'm, now I get to be with Justin Fields, which is even better. And he's hanging out at the Bulls game with uh, the whole crew, Claypool, DJ, Mooney, and company. I'm just trying to – I don't know if this matters at all, but it's just it's just interesting to me that he absolutely – we're getting a guy that didn't want to move, and now he's here, and he's got to adjust his whole life. I don't think that matters a whole lot, but I do think it's at least moderately interesting that for the zillionth time, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm uh, he, maybe he's got a chip on his shoulder. I don't know. There's something about that that I'm trying to, to lean into that's good for the Bears. How's that? You know, for me, I'm like, okay, after you cover, like, a full bear season, I, I go into the next season thinking, like, how can I be better, you know, doing this? Ooh. And maybe for, like, DJ Moore, it's like, how can I be a better receiver with, with the Panthers? So I don't think he's thinking, like, oh, man, what if I can go play with X, Y, and Z? So I don't know if it's that big of a deal for me that he was – not looking to be traded, but now that he's in the situation that he's in, hey, anytime you can play with a guy like Justin Fields, I think you're going to enjoy that. But for me, him not wanting to be traded, I think it's something that we can relate to. Like, do you go into every day after you had finished a work day or finished a season cover, whatever it may be, and be like, I need to get out of here. I want to be in a better situation. I don't know. Hit the like button if I'm making too big of a deal about the fact that he didn't want to get traded. I think that's probably <laughs> going to be the take. Yeah, I think I think even simpler than that is, like, you just get comfortable with where you sure. are. I've got a house here. I've got friends here. I've got a routine here. I know where I do this, where I do that. And starting over can just be a little uncomfortable for some people. Some people are different. They can't wait for the next new thing. Some people just like to be settled and, and, and comfortable and content, and, and they're fine with that. That's mm-hmm. not to say he doesn't want to come to Chicago. Once you get to Chicago, so long as you don't get here in the middle of a terrible winter, it's like, <laughs> this place is awesome, right? But we all yeah. know that the, the real estate market in Chicago is crazy. That's, that's, not, he wasn't, that's not breaking news to nobody that lives here. We know it's crazy. We're sitting over here in the bustling West Loop. We know what real estate <laughs> is like in Chicago. So, I mean, come on now. D- Dylan Cole and DJ Moore should hit me up. Like, DJ, want, he wants some space. You don't need to live in Lake Forest. There's that uh, hit up Gurney. Go go a little bit further north. You you can find some. There's some there's some land out there that needs to be developed. You could build you could build DJ Moore Castle if you want. The man is getting the man is getting a decent enough check. He'll find somewhere to live. He'll he'll be. (laughs) We're not gonna have a pity party about how much uh, his his mortgage is gonna cost for DJ Moore. We're not doing that. (laughs) My man needs some space. Then get some space. He's got he's got the resources to go get as much space as he wants. He's got resources. Lake Forest uh, got some serious property taxes out there in Lake Forest. That's uh. Uh, most, uh, yeah, okay. At any rate, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just don't do Lake Forest. There's, there's, there's a lot of options around there. All right, uh, that was my DJ Moore clip. And then he could go out Chad Johnson and just live at Hallis. 
That dude did that, dude did that for two years. Yeah, no. Two, two years. <laughs> he lived in the Bengals facility. He's like, why do I need a house? I got everything I needed here. They got a PlayStation. They got a shower. I got a sweet area I put down on my Boom. bed. And after two years, they finally told, hey, Chad. Full cafeteria, gym, trainers. Good. Chad Johnson making all the money. He's like, I don't buy real Rolex. I buy a fake Rolex. Nobody knows the difference. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's wow. like, I've never bought any real anything. Like, people assume it's real because I'm Chad Johnson, but no. It, so we o- can't all get away with Ocho that. Ocho Singles a boss <laughs> for that. I, I love that. But okay, so here we go. For me, it's the reverse. If I get a real one, people will still assume it's fake. Like, <laughs> 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 that's ran out like a no way that's a real Rolex. <laughs> Those are real Jordans. Those are, yeah, okay. Uh, all right. Let me, let, let's talk about Lamar, and then we're going to do an offensive line breakdown. Lamar Jackson out there on Twitter. I think we have that for you. There it is. Letter to my fans. I want to first, uh, you can read it, but I'll read it to you too. I want to first, for all our audio people, I want to first thank you all for all the love and support you consistently show towards me. All of you are amazing, and I appreciate you all so much. I want you all to know not to believe everything you read about me. Let me personally answer your questions. And he continues on, in regards to my future plans, as of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization for which the Ravens has not been interested in meeting my value. Any and everyone that's, that has met me or has been around me know I love the game of football and my dream is to help a team win a Super Bowl. Y'all are great, but I had to make a business decision that was the best for my family and I. No matter how far I go or where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to my fans of Baltimore, Flock, Nation, and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again in another uniform. He didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I I think this is interesting on a lot of, on a couple of levels for the Bears. Number one, in most Bear years, like my entire lifetime until right now, you would be screaming, go get this dude. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You you would be, what is it going to take? You got to go get him. They, the minimum is two first-round picks. Let's go over the top. Let's have the best offer. Let's go. Now, now, hey, Bears fans, you, you, you want Lamar, 26-year-old, former MVP, 2019? Yeah, he's been injured. Or, yeah, he has. Oh, Carm, he's been injured. He's been banged up. We got Justin. Like, that would be 97% no. We don't want mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild, right, considering, like you said, the history of, of Bears quarterbacks and what we've seen Lamar Jackson be able to do at this league. He's torn this league up. He's been the best player in this league for an entire year, right? We know how dynamic he is. But I think it's mostly about what we feel the ceiling is for Justin. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that he can make all those dynamic plays with his legs, similar to what Lamar Jackson's able to do. But I think most people still, at least in Chicago, believe that he has a greater upside with his arm talent. And so mm-hmm. I think people are just more comfortable with, with what they think Justin Fields is so much as – being down on on Lamar and Mark, like before we like went live, we were, we were kind of talking about who is Lamar Jackson actually had to play with in terms of receivers Nobody. in his career. Hollywood, Hollywood Brown is yeah, arguably max. his best wide receiver, and yeah. he's tearing up the league. Yeah. Like if you're one of these teams that needs a quarterback, and you're looking at this draft class, yes, there's maybe some franchise guys in there, but why wouldn't you want to like go and just explore this option that you have? A 26-year-old who has produced in the NFL with not a lot around him in terms of wide receiver talent. They've had a good offensive line, good running game, the Baltimore Ravens, and they've catered that offense to him. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't had, th- you know, receiving threats that oh. are, you know, what, what Justin Field has in DJ Moore. Like, oh. Did you just say, why wouldn't you pursue that? Did I hear that right? 
if you're one of those teams, why wouldn't you pursue a Lamar? Oh, Jackson? If you're one of those teams, not yes, the Bears. Yeah. Okay. No, no, not the Bears. Okay. Yeah, I think you definitely should pursue, but I think that the NFL is uh, pretty intentional about not wanting to repeat the Deshaun Watson thing, right? Yeah. Like that, you talk about outliers. He he got over on the Browns, and the rest of the league is like, "Hey, that's never going to happen again. Stop mm-hmm. this train right now!" And we see yep. Lamar Jackson coming down, trying to get on the same track. That track is obliterated. And that's never going to come out. Nobody's ever going to say it. I know people are going to talk about collusion. It's almost impossible to prove. But I don't think the NFL was going to do that. And so I think there are a lot of owners and GMs that would love to have Lamar Jackson as the face of their franchise and the quarterback under center. But considering what happened with Deshaun Washington in that contract, I don't think anybody was going to go down that road again. I think it was probably made very, very clear Mm -hmm. in a lot of back channels. We're just not doing that. And at the end of the day, it comes down to leverage. Yeah, Lamar just doesn't have much leverage in this situation. He's kind of, you know, at the mercy of the Ravens, and and he's gone to his kind of last resort. We saw Roquan Smith do this last year, right? Come out with the public statement and the trade request that went public, and it was like, yeah, that that's your last resort. When you get that, you know it's like, I don't have nothing else. This is all mm-hmm. I got. Let me try to win this in the court of public opinion, and I don't know that it's going to work out any better for Lamar than it did for Roquan. Well, what do you read into the fact that he asked for this trade on March the 2nd, yeah. and we're sitting here on March – 27th yeah. and you know 25 days later and nothing's happened no one no one wants Lamar Jackson everybody is, is is just thinks that he's a banged up dude that's that's overpaid and we're not going to give up first round multiple first round draft picks for him is that the deal well I remember too like there were a bunch of teams that came out publicly they were like saying we're immediately not be in on Lamar Jackson which was I thought a little like, weird wait, like what? it was instant immediately all these teams like I don't want him. I don't want him. I don't want him. What do you mean you don't want? Why? Him? Like, <laughs> why are you so quick about? And why you got to say that? Exactly. You know what I'm like who? What? What other? You know, potential player? Somebody? Everybody coming out like we don't. We definitely don't want that guy. That's just. That's just weird. It. It. It sounds like guilty. <laughs> you, you, it, it does. Yeah. It, right. But so. But. But that part we're not like. We don't even need to get to the contract part. Sure. But I guess maybe we do because they still got to come to terms with them. Right. And you got to give up what? I think it's what? Two, two first round draft picks. Yeah. But you could, listen, you could play it out on the 32 million and then the, the tag next year, which is 40. And mm-hmm. okay, we'll, we'll work out a contract at some point along the lines here. Let's, let's, let's get you healthy. Let's get you functioning. Let's get you dominating here in Detroit. Let's get you dominating here in Green Bay. That's mm. when I, where I try to get to the nervousness of what Ooh. could happen. Ooh. I mean, if you're the New York Jets, I, I know you're that. all in on yeah. like Aaron Rodgers, but yeah. wouldn't wouldn't Lamar Jackson make more sense because he's 26 yeah. and he's been you know he's got weapons around him? With I know Garrett Wilson, yeah. Well, and I also wondered at least somewhere in the back of Ryan Poles' mind, did you want to move forward with Carolina when you were worried about uh, you know things can change down the line? Well, maybe Carolina has a flip. Carolina's doing. They're bringing in Adam Thielen. They're bringing, you know, they've got a whole lot of veterans who are coming along. Bye, Lawrence. Have a great trip, buddy. Or are you just going to lunch? Okay. Okay. All right. Apparently, we're doing a site survey for a draft party, which means just remember that the draft's coming up and come hang out with us whenever, whatever, whatever we come up with. Herb, you better be there. Um, We love you. You know this. Uh, Yeah. It's interesting, though. I, uh, if, I, if I'm the Detroit Lions, I got Jared Goff. And I guess to finish my, my thought up on Carolina, Carolina's doing a lot of things that, that Bears fans don't really want to see them doing at all. You got DJ Shark, you got Adam Thielen, you got Miles Sanders, you got Hayden Hurst. Mm-hmm. You got some weapons I, over there. I mean, 
Maybe maybe CJ Stroud's gonna be sweet. Maybe Bryce Young's gonna be sweet. But twenty six year old Lamar? Yeah. And you're giving the Ravens the number one no, well, you're not gonna do it now. But I but I guarantee you that or I can't guarantee it, but I would assume that Poles was looking at Carolina as like maybe they're gonna change their mind and, and p- they could easily pivot to this twenty six year old former MVP and then that's not there. And I, I'm not getting my DJ more, I'm not getting my you know, everything else that came in the trade. Yeah, I think that Ryan Poles wanted to be able to, you know, make his own way, right? Kind of dictate what happens as opposed to being reactionary. So I think he wanted mm-hmm. to get done as quickly as possible. Once they had done all their evaluations and ran through all the scenarios and decided which one would be the best, he went ahead and pulled the trigger on it. Because the closer you get to the draft and those types of things, people will start to make these kind of reactionary moves, and then you're kind of scrambling trying to respond to those things. Because one domino falls, and then it shifts the whole market. And so I think he just wanted to be able to strike first so he can do what it was that he wanted to do. And I think that Lamar Jackson certainly could have been a part of, of that evaluation process. I'm I'm here for 0 and 17 Panthers though, so I don't. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that weak division, and they keep adding on, and it seems like it's going to be C.J. Stroud. I mean, that's yeah, it's looking mm-hmm. like it. Yep. So I don't. I watched his pro day. Our balls underthrown. Receivers are just waiting for the football. Maybe that'll work out for the Bears. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying it. to find some, trying it. to find something positive here because <laughs> pa- Carolina. That should be a top five pick. I, even I, even if he's even if he's think so? great, I think that could be a top five pick. Hold I on. thought the same thing about Seattle last year when you that's know the Bears too. were like kind of in like the Russell Wilson sweepstakes yeah, and too. they went out and you know balled out honestly. Yeah. I did not expect that at yeah. all. But I I don't know. I just can never like oh this team's gonna suck. Yeah, it's tough to tell. It's that's tough sure. to tell. I mean they won seven games last year. Yeah, that was one game back of the Bucks. Don't have Tom Brady <laughs> anymore. Division. And the Saints are better, but you you had seven and ten Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, and eight and nine Tampa. I I'd bet on them winning that division before I bet on top five at this point. Mm. I hope that's I'm tough. That's that's true. I mean, it's tough. I'm just hopeful, right? I'm yeah. Just, I just I'm just hopeful Suck. that they're terrible. How many you know what I mean? how many games do did you say the Bears were going to win last year? I Six. was right. Weren't you an eight or nine guy? No, I was an eight or nine guy. I gotta, no. check, I gotta check the fan side of tape. Sure, on that. go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I was a six-win guy. I was still double what they did, so I was still way wrong. But <laughs> oh, so was I, I think I was eight or nine. I think I had it. Right before the season started, people started to get up around like 10, 11. I don't know where that late surge of confidence came. Like right before the season it, started, people were like 10, 11. I'm like, 10, 11, where? It, 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 was, it was real. Per, perhaps, uh, as uh, we do by, by, you know, beautiful segues here, perhaps people might have been having a couple of – Cocktails, a la, a la Herb today with the, with the, with the Goose Island, uh, which, by the way, CHGO is supported by the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer since 1988. On the roster, we've got everything from the Bourbon County Stout, the Beer Hug IPA Series, the Green Line, the Matilda, the Bull City 312, which is uh, straight delicious. Uh, Goose Island's got two locations. They're open, and they are ready to welcome you. Grab a beer right from their innovation tanks. That's the Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton, right by the United Center. I believe the L.A. Lakers are in town on uh, Wednesday night, so head on over before, and you could just walk around there and just be like, you know, calling LeBron too little. That was the greatest moment in Bulls <laughs> history in, the re- in, in recent, I don't know, four years. Thank you so much, Pat Beverly. I enjoyed that to the end of the earth. That was fantastic. You can also get a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brewhouse, 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations. Goose Island Beer Company. Try out that smash burger. It is straight delicious. 
Speaking of Goose Island, did you guys see Herb Lawrence's video of him chugging three Goose Island beers consecutively? I was, was I was awesome, so man. impressed. Three heavy three hazy IPAs too, like seven eight percent <laughs> beers for the one hundred eight tourney. He chugged them all yeah. three. Did you win? No, not not this herb. Herb Lawrence this happens to me all the time. I was just talking about this. I was just <laughs> yeah, no. I was just I on sports adjacent too. with Jason Leisure, and, I, and we were talking about this, and Our I was herb. like. I, I keep disappointing people with this. Like every time they realize that my last name is Howard and not Lawrence, like, oh, it's you. I, I, thought it was, I know the difference. I thought it was I the real Herb. I'm like, mm, I it's just, just me. I just thought we were staying in house right here, if, even even though we're still in house. Herb still Lawrence. House. I got it. I he didn't see chugged, it. That's yeah. a good job by Herb. That was impressive. Um, you maybe there's an over and under on DraftKings on the next set of uh, beers that uh, Herb Lawrence will drink. But you know, DraftKings is America's top-rated sports book. One of the best times, in my opinion, is to start placing bets during March Madness. And if you just want to make straight-up money, easy money, just bet on the Iowa Hawkeyes and Caitlin Clark to do her, do her thing Oof. in this tournament. Oof. She be stroking it. Oof. She, she has is so a fun torch. to watch. So fun to watch. Even yeah. the past, everything. So. Yeah. You want to make money, just go check out the odds there on DraftKings and, you know, the Iowa Hawkeyes going to make some money. But to take advantage of all the ways you can bet with DraftKings, of course, you have to download the app now and use the code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, WNBA, NFL. But you got to use that code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let me uh, let me see some of our super chats here, Kevin. Before we move on to, we're gonna do a offensive line breakdown like you've never seen in the history of any uh, Bears conversation in the last month. Because Nick was up at eleven o'clock watching high school tape of Paris Johnson, Yo. which I didn't even know existed. That's a big time. Uh, it, was, it was nuts. His high school, the, the blind goes. side, the one play yeah. where he just throws a guy over the fence. He has that consistently. Paris Johnson. It's it's stupid. It's Tw- stupid. Twenty dollars from our guy Stephen. B-Lat, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, the real problem with trying to negotiate with a player whose idea of negotiating is take my proposal. Uh, I'm just telling you that I think Lamar Jackson might be a little bit more reasonable than, than what's what being painted out there. Uh, I, I do think he could use a skilled agent to navigate the waters that he's in right now as well. Uh, $1.99 from our guy Monsi. Did Roquan give Lamar advice? How to handle this? <laughs> that's well, a good. That's a good flex, Monty. But it worked out for Roquan. Now let's 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 call it what it is. Who's with the with Ravens? that team? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I mean that that's the reality. Four ninety nine again for Monty. Uh, Nick, how dare you do a mock draft on Friday with all the players that fans want? You're supposed to be in touch with Bears Twitter. Oh hi, Carm. Cram. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you know. Well, you're not supposed to enjoy people calling me cram that much, and yes. I got. Uh, I'll, I'll deal with that individual. Uh, wait, it's later. bad to do mock drafts with players that the fans want. Yeah, I guess so because I got I got so much shit for the last mock draft I did. Again, mock drafts are purpose to you know share insight on all. Yeah, Just the people going <laughs> share info on players that maybe don't know about and. Sure. You know, I thought I did that relatively well in the first one. Obviously not, but this one I wanted to give the fans everything they wanted. But uh, there will be more mock drafts. I, I got your mock draft pulled up, and I thought you did a wonderful job, you and Will DeWitt. Uh, $1.99 from Marky Mark, my guy, apparently. Uh, it was it, in reference when you guys were arguing. He just said, fight. 
Um, I just think of Mortal Kombat. We can absolutely. Have, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, we're lovers, Flawless. not fighters, but you know, we can, we can, we can get after this. Um, all right. Okay. I, I, so to try to catch up to good old Nick and his high school Paris Johnson thing, I did a deep dive on Paris Johnson Jr. that I should have done before. And I'm going to do something unfair right now. Mm-hmm. In Cramland over here, Dylan, I see you. And, and compare him to, like, everyone's having the conversation, should the Bears take if Jalen Carter, if he's available at nine? Okay. Jalen Carter was drag racing, uh, and, a, and a tragedy happened. He, did, he didn't admit to it. He showed, up at the, he showed up at his pro day out of shape. There's that guy. Yeah. All right. Now you got Paris Johnson available at nine. Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, started a foundation when he was in high school for the uh, mm-hmm. to to assist military veteran student athletes and the homeless. Paris Johnson Jr. speaks Mandarin Chinese and Portuguese. Paris Johnson Jr. is an Ohio State scholar, athlete, academic, all Big Ten. He's a member of the National Honor Society and the Chinese International Honor Society. Paris Johnson is better at football than me. Paris Johnson is better at studying than me. Paris Johnson is better at literally everything in life than me, just for the record. I'm, I'm not hearing Hall of Famer. I'm not. That, oh, I'm, so, I'm, <laughs> hearing, I'm, I'm hearing world traveler. I'm hearing well studied. I'm hearing great guy. I'm not hearing Hall of Famer. I need guys like Warren okay, Sapp okay, showing up doing crazy stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up now. Jalen Carter's giving me Hall of Fame resume. Okay, all right. 29 reps of 225 at the Combine for mm-hmm. Paris Johnson Jr., which is Good excellent number. for a player yeah. with, with long, long arms. arms yeah. Paris Johnson Jr. started right guard uh, to get on the field. 13 games, he did that as a sophomore, so he played inside. Second team, all Big Ten. Most of left tackle, uh, 13 starts. A second team, Associated Press All-American. First team, all Big Ten. All right? He's uh, – and, and maybe, Nick, maybe you could take it from here. But when I watch his tape, mm-hmm. I mean, dude's athletic and he's huge. I yeah. I think he's at the top of my list here. I got I but but I'm willing to hear I'm willing as far as far as the offensive linemen go. I'm I'm willing to hear otherwise. But I did not I did, this this dude wrote for the student newspaper at Ohio State. He wrote for the Lantern. He's yeah. do he, he majors in journalism. He majors in journalism but he's like money where your mouth is there's I, you can you if you go if you google Paris Johnson Jr. the Lantern, you can read 20 articles that Paris Johnson Jr. wrote. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That is a unicorn. This dude is a unicorn in my mind. Uh, like, what? You speak Mandarin. You write for the school newspaper. You're six foot six, three hundred and forty pounds. You move around. You you can play inside. You can play outside. There's not a lot of this dude running around. That's all I'm saying. Agreed. Yeah. No, there's so. not, Mark. And in terms of what the Bears need out of their wide zone scheme, he would fit. He's a guy that can move out in space. He's good at anchoring. The big thing with him, and I think when you think about Paris Johnson Jr., Pierce Garonsky, Broderick Jones. He might be the most ready to play right now if you're thinking about the Bears. And if mm. you're staying at nine, obviously you want somebody that's going to be a week one starter. No and if you like Braxton Jones, even on the left side, you want to put a guy like Paris Johnson Jr. in the right to begin his career, you could do that, and then you have your best five available on the line. The big thing he needs to work on, I think, and you can read this what what a lot of scouts think, but also what I was kind of seeing on films, like the, the, the play strength needs to improve a little bit. 
But those long arms is something that this Bears coaching staff covets, wants in their offensive linemen. For sure. There are a couple reps where he's oversetting in his pass rep. But because he's six foot six and has these long arms, he can compensate for that. And you can't say that like for a guy like Peter Skaronsky, which mm-hmm. that's his one knock. So scheme fit, the position fit, and the immediacy that he can provide for this Bears All offensive the measurables. line. He he's a guy that makes a lot of sense for, in, in my eyes, and I think a lot of Bears fans see that too. Now, if the Bears stay at nine and Paris Johnson Jr. is available. That's an immediate upgrade on the offensive line. Football-wise, he checks all the boxes for you, mm-hmm. right? He can do all the things that, that that fit the scheme very well. Long arms. He doesn't let people get into him, right? And so even when he, like you say, if he does overset or he does do something wrong, he's able to do it at a distance that allows him to recover, right? And so you can't get into his body and then hit him with another move because he's got you at such a distance already. Mm-hmm. And I think that gives him an advantage. None of these guys are going to come into the NFL as finished products, no, right? No. They're going to get – you know, exponentially better, hopefully, over the course of their entire rookie contract. And so you want to keep them, you know, come around year five. Um, But in terms of having a good package to start with, He's got what you're looking for, and so I think that if they if they do choose to go that route, I think they will have them set themselves a day one starter and hopefully a perennial Pro Bowl player. Whoever yeah. whoever they pick at the, if they stay at nine, they have to find a guy that's a perennial Pro Bowl performer. This guy has to be a difference maker, not just a dude. Like it has to be an absolute difference maker. Uh, coming from where they came from, you had the number one pick, and so I don't want to just keep talking about oh, well, they're going to get another number one pick next year, and they're going to get a second and twenty. Listen, we're not just kicking the ball down the road here. You got to get mm-hmm. a player this year too, and so uh, if if it's Paris, it's Paris. If it's somebody else, it's somebody else. But he better be a difference maker now. And so, okay, that's interesting what you're teeing up here because, and we're just doing offensive line today, just to, for a little bit of simplicity. Or I mean, maybe they'll go on the other side and, mm-hmm. and get somebody who can get to the quarterback, which yeah. would be sweet. We can have that conversation later in the week. But I do wonder if they look at the difference between Paris. Peter Skaronsky and Broderick Jones as pretty damn ass negligible. Because mm-hmm. you do get, I'm seeing in the chat, Broderick Jones looks mean on tape, and he, he does. does. He does. And, and he's huge. Yeah, yeah. And and Peter Skaronsky has is, you know, stepped in at left tackle at Northwestern and and you can see you can find all the tape you want on him absolutely having his way with Aiden Hutchinson at Michigan. Uh on on many, many plays. And am- amongst other stuff too. So if you look at them all as equal and you know, that you I mean, maybe maybe you're like I don't care I will let 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 me let me let me try to do that trade back thing and whoever is left at mm-hmm. 15 16 17 wherever you go back to I'll take them I'll and take be happy one. with it yeah. yeah I mean they could that's that'd be a very logical way to go about it it's a legitimate school of thought and I think it may work out if you if you have them all rated that closely right I think Scarancy he may be the safest one right I don't yeah, know that yeah, he has the highest yeah. ceiling but he may be the safest one. And so if you feel that way about him and maybe you can find him, you know, mid-teens, I'm cool with another move back. It just Again, it just has to work. I think that would be a good situation for the Bears to be. If all three of these guys were available at nine, sure. then you start fielding those questions. Yeah, that would be perfect. Like- because <laughs> you're, you're seeing, like, again, can they be in a trade-down scenario somewhere else and hopefully one of those guys lands to them and you feel comfortable with it. That would be a great scenario to be in. For, for P- Pierce Skaronsky, I think, too, like, how you phrased it, Herb, the safest player. Because yeah. if he doesn't work out at tackle, he's going to be a pretty you darn kick good him ball, in, right. right? And the thing is, if I'm the Bears, I don't know. Do you go in with that mindset? Like, oh, if he doesn't work out at tackle, he'll just be our guard? Because don't you want to get that Ooh. sure thing at tackle? Yeah. Because, so I think it's an interesting mindset because he's going to be – I think he's going to be a good player in the NFL. But if I'm at nine and I want to get a tackle – 
I'm probably leaning towards Paris Johnson Jr. and Broderick Jones mm-hmm. more than than Scuranti, even though I, I think he can play maybe the right side, and a lot of scouts believe that. So it's it's interesting conversation, however you look at it. And, and a lot of people are saying that you could literally put Peter Skaronski at any position on the offensive probably, line. Yeah. yeah, he was he was listed very weirdly coming out of high school as my did my Skaronski research to try to keep up with you people out there <laughs> he he was listed as a he, they, they said he's a great he's like a four-star center he never even played center in high school uh oh, so wow. uh and then his high school coach david and sarah shout out main south david and sarah i got you one of the most humble players i've ever coached his whole recruiting process nobody knew anything that he was that was going on he had so many big time offers from big time top five programs that he never talked about he doesn't promote himself he rarely tweets and i for real like i i you know, I'm I do stuff for Northwestern football every Saturday. I do their halftime and 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 have done sideline work and the whole thing. He is he does not you don't notice Peter Skaronsky. Mm-hmm. This this is a, this is a top ten lineman on the team. This is uh, one of the best recruits of all time. He was as humble and and not in front of the media like they rarely they yeah. would re- he would rarely be the guy that was talking. Mm-hmm. So he just he likes to be behind the scenes, which. I just say that because it sort of fits into sort of a hits principle type, but uh, which is the same thing with Paris, by the way. These are like first guys to it. The other thing with with Peter, we got good old Bob Skaronsky, which his dad played at Yale, um, and then his grandfather, also Bob, five-time NFL champion tackle for the Packers. Play, he, he was a part of the first two Super Bowl victories, and he's in the Packers Hall of Fame, which I think everybody knows, but just still needs to be mentioned. That's, that's the lineage here that we're talking about. So... They got to find some answers at, at right tackle. I think we talk about that, you know, reasonably comfortable feeling going into the season. I don't think anybody feels that way about right tackle right no. now. You talk about Larry Borum, Alex Leatherwood. and Listen, maybe the kid finds himself again. Maybe Alex Leatherwood is surprises everybody. And he's like, see, this is why I was the number one pick. Maybe that's true, right? But love I, a Leatherwood, Leatherwood <laughs> hopeful moment. Let's go Leatherwood. That would, that would be great, right? That would, would be great. But I don't <laughs> think that they can – Bank on that with any sense of comfort to say that's the reason we're going to go a different direction instead of O line. I don't. I don't think they feel good at right tackle right now. I don't know how they could. You, they can't. Yeah. Do you believe that they'll do best player on the board if Witherspoon's there and they like it and he if they have him rated highest? Do you think they'll pick a corner? I'm starting to lean more that way. Right. I, I think earlier in the process mm-hmm. I was real tied to you know needs. But as I've just kind of watched how Ryan Pose has gone through this entire offseason, yeah. I think he's just in the player acquisition mode. I just need good football players in here. There were not a lot of good football players in that locker room. We were there at the end of last year. Yeah. They were bringing in makeshift lockers to put them in the middle of the locker room for people. <laughs> they're walking around introducing themselves to each other. Like, nobody knows these people. Hey, it's week 17. Yeah, know. like, so <laughs> they just they need an influx of talent all over the place. And so, you know, when they start to sign, they two big signings are linebackers. Be like, linebackers? Like, yeah, they need a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. They need a lot of things. And so this isn't a team that's one player away. They, not, they aren't a right tackle or a left tackle away from winning the Super Bowl. They need football players. And so if, they, if that's how they view it and they say, hey, well, the best player on the board right now is a corner or the best player on the board right now is a running back from Texas, then go with it. Yeah, we did yeah. a poll not too long ago with B. John Robinson if – uh, four players that were Robinson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, Pierce Skaronsky, and I believe Paris Johnson was the fourth. Who would who would be the most controversial? It was B. John, or, uh, Robinson yeah. from um the the Tex running back. And if they were to get the guy like that, yes, you improve your offense and Fields and him in the backfield would be that's, awesome. That's scary. 
I just I just need to see what the plan is going into the second round because I I know that would get a lot of Bears fans riled up. You know, getting a running back of his talent, and obviously Montgomery's gone, and you just have a lot of needs, like we we're just you saying. But needs, you get man. you get a good football player though, so it, that would be Gonzalez, Weatherspoon, like whatever. Yeah. If that's if that's the route they go, it'd be a little surprising, but I'd be very understanding of it because they aren't one spot away. If they did that, you you would have a very excited cram. Uh, I would be, I would be fired because I like watching hey. fun players play football and a sweet running back who can do dynamic things. Yeah. That is sweet as hell. You start to hear Derek Derek Henry rumors. So if we're talking about getting in, in the the Derek Henry trade market, we're breaking all the get, Tennessee Titans already, like right. former Titans to the Bears. If you're going to do that, and, and there's and, and you think Bijan could be a generational back, then why don't you just get a generational back on a rookie deal as opposed to trading for Derek Henry? Uh, Playmakers. We need playmakers. playmakers. Yeah. And I, the receiving room, we, we did that last week. You know, just looked at the stats of their, their best years, Herb. And, like, if they play to that level, if you get the best Chase Claypool, if you get the best that DJ's been, and you get the best that Mooney's been, you're going to have a top five receiving group. I agree. I think that, that room has a ton of potential in it, and I think they're all going to help each other. I think DJ Moore elevates everybody else in the room. I think Justin Fields taking another step elevates all of those guys. And yeah. so uh, if you can get – you know, Mooney focused on one spot in the slot, that may elevate everybody else too. So I just we just, saw so, we just saw so little from Claypool that I can't I I can't I hard to get excited yeah. about it. Yeah, I can't yeah. I, yeah. I I haven't gotten there. Maybe maybe Low expectations maybe he'll step it up. And 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 I don't want as we're having an offensive line conversation, I don't want to slight Broderick Jones. Uh but the one thing that does scare me about him, he he had four starts at left tackle mm-hmm. in twenty one, uh and then he and and so now and then eleven last year. So he's got fifteen total starts. Yeah, that's light. It just and so if I'm if I uh, I don't want to base it all on that. But he's and he's also he's his size does not overwhelm you either. Now his physicality is sweet. And so like NFL.com they list his strength. Former high school basketball player with premium athletic qualities. That yeah. always turns me on. I love anybody who plays hoop. Dude, Thank you very wide. much. Uh, yeah. Drives hands into defender with upward strike. That's exactly what he is. He's, he's a physical dude. Um, but then on the weakness side, they write the same thing. Less than two full season experience at left tackle. And then goes into all the uh, offensive lines. So needs to keep his chin tucked and back flat in protection. Punch comes from outside angles. Is slow to stick the rusher. Gives early ground when challenged by power rush. And he's going to be challenged big time. Doesn't fit up run blocks in one fluid motion. Mm-hmm. We'll need to improve strength as a pro. Tends to duck head. And, and they all have their weaknesses. Sure. They, you yes. can, they, yep. Every single one of them. So I'm, I'm just reading his. But to me, that he, he falls a clear third. Of the, of, but, but I also, like, if they, if they do trade back and they end up getting and him, get 18, him I, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. And you fact, I would factor in the, the, just being at Georgia for the past several years. I mean, just well, that, in the trenches yeah. in practice there, right? Both sure. sides of the line, they've been ridiculous. And so uh, I think there has to be some That's value for that too, right? He's going up against that caliber of guy all summer, every day. So I think that, that there's something to be said for that too. I'll say, like, with Broderick Jones, he probably has the most upside out of the three guys mm. we, we talked about because he's not the most – he's, like, the opposite of Skaronsky right now in terms right. of being a technician and doing stuff consistently Polished. every single rep. Yeah. That's not him right now. But then you see, like, Karma's was mentioning some of the highlights. Like, this dude, when he gets out in space, if you are a linebacker or a defensive back – Good God, you better be. You better have your head on a swivel because he's looking to inflict pain 
when he gets to make contact at that second he's wherever hits, landmark. He does not he's not gonna sit around not hitting somebody. No, who's who's no. next? That's yeah. that's his tape. And with what the Bears run, like yeah. with the wide zone, like he he has the movement skills. The consistency needs you know, with Oof. the lack of starts and you know, maybe a year or two or now if we're talking about all three of these guys, if he's in the contention for being the best one, it wouldn't surprise me because of what he's able to do. But right now, like you definitely go Skaronsky, Peter or Paris Johnson is being more ready now in the NFL than, mm. than Broderick Jones. There was one highlight of Paris Johnson. He was dri- he was driving a guy five yards yeah. deep off off of uh, the, not the side the other sideline. Thank you very much. They're uh, fun. They're yeah, fun it was like watch. okay, you you mauling just straight mauling. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to put you into the ground and you're going to feel it and you're going to remember it and we're going to keep going and I don't even at this point in time I guess I don't care if I get a penalty. Uh, just to read Broderick real fast because I, I feel like I want to give him back love. Ultra athletic tackle process project prospects. Ultra athletic tackle prospect with the size, length, and potential to develop into a plus starter on the left side. Jones's frame and technique both are in the developmental phase. His entry into block fits can be a little disjointed. He needs to improve his punch accuracy and timing to make the most of his length in pass protection. Very talented at working into space and landing a block to help spring the running game. Has the nimble feet to mirror or recover against the rush. Jones isn't a finished project, but the physical and athletic gifts allow for a projection as a good long-term, long-time starter. Makes sense. Yep. That's what you just said, right? Yep, yep. There it is. Not quite as polished, but perhaps the highest of him. Yeah, and like I, I, I said, if you're a defensive back or linebacker at second level with that guy in the field, you better yeah. watch out. I, I just got to be feeling good about their player development too. Just looking at Braxton Jones, right? You gotta you gotta be feeling yeah. good about your program for what you got from a fifth round pick from Southern Utah. So, like, if we get one of these guys in that has a higher floor, right? Starting from a higher level, we should be able to turn him into a legitimate pro ball tackle. Yeah, if you're feeling confident with Chris Morgan, what he can do with that yes. offensive line, then yeah. then you maybe make that pick. So uh, I got I want one question on on Braxton Jones when we come back here, but uh, not that we're going anywhere. Just reminding you about Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals, tickets, sports, concerts, and shows. 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate. Opening day this week, we got a lot Ooh. of stuff going on. Um, so come on out to Wrigley Field. 11 o'clock, we'll be there on uh Thursday for the Cubs and who are they play in the Brewers is that right? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Brewers <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, let's go. Bring it on. Uh, you know, baseball. 162 games. Does the sure, matchup yeah, really yeah. matter? Uh, in April, you will not find a better deal on the secondary market than on game time tickets. As I pull up the prices right now for opening day, getting you're you're getting in for a nice 407 row three. Two tickets together for 122 bucks, okay. so that's what okay. $61 a shot for opening day. Okay, if you no go problem. later in the week, it'll be 12 bucks total to get in. So I always consider that in April. Baseball is baseball. You don't need to be out there with everybody. Although we'd love to see you on opening day. I get it. Game time created by the fans for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price. Download it. Like 15 million people. Game time tickets. As you know, CHGO Bears offseason coverage is brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. You can learn more at comed.com slash poweringbiz. And the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. And Carm, do you know what a facility assessment can help, you know, help you with if you were to get one? I, I know it's like 
eight zillion things, but uh, tell me specifically. Yeah, I can tell you specifically. One, it's energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, and industrial processes. So That's all huge. Yep, all huge. And an authorized engineer, Mark, will go to your house personally. Is he friendly? I hope so. I think he I will bet be. he is. And he'll help develop she. a detailed, he, she, whoever, with hey. a detailed plan, assessment plan, specific to your goals and needs. And these can be done in person or, hey, maybe you need to do it virtually. They have those options for you, Mark. So they got everything. I like it in person. I, I, I'm old school. You do seem I like need somebody to come yep. over and hang I'm out. I'm a law guy, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But they, whatever your preference is, ComEd has got you covered. And it lasts approximately two hours. But don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to ComEd.com slash poweringbiz. And if you're ready to... Sign up for a facility assessment. You can call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. Email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online on their website at comed.com slash facility assessment. I love ComEd. Shout out to you, Hawk Harrelson, as baseball comes around. Uh, okay, a little bit of news here. Uh-oh. Well... The Bears. Well, first of all, let me let me let me ask you my uh, Braxton Jones question. Do you think that he, if if we had a lie, if we had Braxton Jones sitting here right now with a lie detector on him, sure. Hey, dude, can you play right tackle? Would it bother you if the Bears moved you to right tackle? Two separate questions. Can you play right tackle? What do you think? Uh, are you comfortable playing right tackle? Would you be comfortable moving to right tackle? Yes, I think I think he'd say he'd be comfortable moving to right tackle, and I. I would believe him. I, be, I believe that he could take on that challenge again. I think he took on a much tougher challenge last year. I think he could flip to the other side and, and continue to progress over there. Mm-hmm. Do you want to play right tackle? I honestly, I, I know what answer he would give, and I honestly believe him. I, he would give the company line of, hey, whatever they want me to do, yeah. I'm just here to help. Mm-hmm. But I think I believe him. He's that type of kid. He's he, that, he is he, that type. He's just honest, and he's, he's self-aware. He's reflective. He knows what he needs to work on, where he makes mistakes. He's, I think he'd be fine with it. And, again, he has that fifth-round small school pedigree that's like, dude, I'm, I'm happy to be here still. Like, yeah, I'll go play on the right side. I'm perfectly fine with it, and I think he'll put his all into that process. See, I'm sitting there if I'm him. Uh, I just stepped in as a rookie on a mediocre offensive line. Sure. And I did get some help at times, but I, I held my own. And I'm spending my offseason in the weight room. I'm putting on 5, 10, 15, 20, whatever pounds he's going to put on. Of muscle, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you are making a mistake moving me off this position because I, there's pride in the fact that you can play it and – you're going to make a lot of money playing whatever yeah. position. You see the money that Mike McGlinchey just got playing right yeah, tackle. True. But but left tackle is the premium spot, which actually McGlinchey got more money than Orlando Simo Brown. Seymour will know that, though. Seymour will know it quickly. Like, yeah. just like the, when, they, when they first start giving him the first team reps at tackle, we were all like, oh, this this isn't real, right? They're just moving things around. Mm-hmm. And then it just kept happening. It was it was Tevin. And then they bring in the veterans, and it just keeps happening. He keeps being at the number one spot. And so I think that Seymour will know relatively early, even if he does choose to move him over there, whether or not the next kid can hold up at the left side. And if not, you just flip him back early enough to where it doesn't really stunt your growth. You know, there's going to be a lot of fluctuation on this offensive line as, right. you know, we're going in here. It's, uh, you know, March 27th. But for Braxton Jones – 
Yeah, I agree with you, Herb. He's going to give all the you know the company lines saying, yeah, I can do whatever's best for the team. I want to see what he can do in year two of left tackle, to be completely honest. I would like to. With, uh, with a little bit more weight to his game and then being able to anchor a little bit more. I think the one the last meeting against Detroit soured a little people about how sure. his future can be at that position. Mm-hmm. But the guy didn't miss a snap. And for a guy who's a fifth-round draft pick, asked to start, Whoa. like – I, there's there's some upside with Braxton Jones, and I, now that he's got a year under his belt, I want to see what it looks like, personally. So, um, if the Bears want to go that route, I'm I'm all for it. I'm a Braxton Jones guy, man. I like mm-hmm. him, man. Had an opportunity to sit down with him, do a one on one for about 15, 20 minutes, um, towards the end of last year, maybe in the middle, and I was just impressed with him. Just you know, just he continues. To, he's consistent. He's the same guy every time. Yep. And he's he's cool. He understands it. We were. When they were doing the uh, top 100 player filling out their forms, mm-hmm. it was like after they had played, um, I can't remember what team the guy played for. But anyway, who's Melvin Ingram play for? Who? Colts? Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram. Uh, that was D- Denver, right? Or I don't know. Whoever Melvin no, Ingram no, no, plays sorry. for. Nope, nope. Um, doesn't matter. Chargers. Chargers. No. We didn't play the Chargers this year. No, no, no. Melvin Ingram. The Dolphins. Yes, yes. The Dolphins. Okay, that's why it's. Right? Yeah. The Dolphins. Yep. And we come in. And yeah. yes, he had got bull rushed real, real bad, real, real bad. And I walked past him. He's filling out his, his top 100 players. And I was like, I was like, yo, Melvin Ingram better be on your list. Like, that's all I know. <laughs> right. And he just looked up and just laughed. Like, oh, that's you think you're funny. I'm like, man. But he was cool with it. Like, you know what I mean? That's he awesome. could have just got up and threw me across the locker room if he wanted to. But he was he, he laughed it off and he understood I was just joking with him. I, I, I think he, he just he understands himself and what he needs to work on. And. You know that Melvin Ingram walked him into the backfield. Like <laughs> he also got walked by uh, who's the commander that that killed him? Oh yeah, uh, that was. Um, I, I only when you say commander, I just want to say Deron Payne so bad, but that wasn't. No, 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 yeah, no, it, no. Wasn't, it wasn't Payne. Yeah, it was, no, no. Uh, hold up, hold up. It's it's you know anybody out there is getting mad at us because we're not pulling names out. I we you know that 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 just far gives, removed. Just give give a little <laughs> give get a give a little leeway. Montez Sweat. Yes, yes, yes. walked him. He was killing him. Walked him. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad game. I was like, okay. Um, game the Bears should have won. Good thing they didn't. Yes. Way to go, number one overall. Uh, all right, let's wrap up with this. I, I Shout out to the comments coming through with the sweat. Yeah, yep. there we go. The commenters are great when we don't know the exact answer there. I mean, it was quick. That was that was one of his worst games of the year. It's like, oh, you do not have the physicality to do this. Mm-hmm. But that's also where you... You know, I'm glad I, that's I, his problem. Too. Exactly. You know, exactly. like out of all the things that could be his issue, like strength and yeah. that's what the offseason for. Yeah. That's what he's working on right now, hopefully to, you know, imp- not have that be an issue in 2023. Well, disrespect, but the Southern Utah weight room doesn't look like Hallis Hall, right? No. I'm sure it doesn't. No. The meal program ain't the same. <laughs> he's going to bulk up. He's going to get the strength. I think he'll be able to anchor just a little bit more. And so, you know, we talk about technique and all, all you want. At some point, one dude is stronger than the other. Right. And mm-hmm. he just got to get there. He has the frame for it. I think he'll grow into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm bullish and uh, in, in, uh, on Braxton Jones. I could say bearish, but that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. And, <laughs> if, if we're talking stocks. Hey, okay, so I want to wrap up with this. Uh, and Herb, awesome to have you here, by the way. Appreciate you all. It's always fun. I appreciate yeah. y'all having me. Uh, Mike McGlinchey does, has got a piece on, on ESPN detailing his entire free agency, and he doesn't make it out like the Bears were in there at all. And, and Nick, you, 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 you know this. Uh, you know, you've, de- you've delved deep into this piece. So it's just interesting to me. 
because I, I think we all thought that the Bears were second and just didn't come up and meet the price in the end. But that's not how that's not what he's saying happened. Yeah, and there's there's a great quote from uh, the piece. He basically told his free agency story to an ESPN reporter. And in it, he says, I didn't even really field another offer because Denver's was so good right off the bat. They were direct. And, you know, going into the process, they, they thought a handful of teams would be in the hunt for his services in 2023. But that didn't end up being the case. And I, I guess it's surprising because, the, again, we talked about it. That's one position on the Bears roster right now you do not feel comfortable with at right tackle. No. Larry Borum, if it's Alex Leatherwood, whoever it is. And Mike McGlinchey, may, he's not the perfect prospect. And Denver, right. if you're looking at teams to follow, it's probably not what Denver does, right. considering right. all the moves they made. But he's now a Bronco. But I would have just thought that the Bears might have been a little bit more interested in a guy for a position that they don't currently have. And they still have a bunch of cap space that they have to spend from now until before the, the start of the next league year in March. So maybe they use that money differently, but could have been a good investment in a right tackle. Once you marry your partner, don't you always say you were the only one? That you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, it was always you, babe. It was never anybody else. I wasn't even considering anybody. It was, it was you. After the marriage, of course it was you. So you don't buy it. No. We went on a lot of dates before we got married. Like, <laughs> like, nah, like I was talking to everybody. The door was wide open for whoever. Like, we was, <laughs> we was outside. So, um, no, nah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy it. I think he answered the phone every time somebody called. And I'm pretty sure the Bears called. And, you know, ultimately, he liked the – Broncos package better, and so that's where he went. But once you make the decision, oh, baby, mm-hmm. it was only you. I was never interested in anybody else. Uh, see, <laughs> see, I wanted to hear something like, I had a really tough decision between Chicago and Denver, but. Why? I would just do that. You know what I mean? Well, if he, if it was, like, but but it just sounds like, and, and maybe this, and this is totally fine, by the way. Ryan Poles had his price on Mike McGlinchey. Yeah. It wasn't anywhere close to what the Broncos were building. He wasn't going to do it. Yeah. And they'll, they'll figure it out however they're going to figure it out, so we're not in. But I don't know. It would have been more fun in the piece. Like I was interested in Chicago, but their yeah. their offer wasn't anywhere. Maybe that is actually what he's saying. I was interested, but that offer never even got to me because it it, it was any it wasn't anywhere close to what Denver yeah. was doing. So I guess what's I guess what's coming clear out of that is uh, the Bears still need a right tackle. The Bears need a right tackle, <laughs> and the Bears were not the Bears were not close. It wasn't. No, a, yeah. It was not. They they uh, were never. It in wasn't, his words, yeah, it wasn't. Not neck and neck. Uh, I I tend to believe him, which. Okay, they didn't want Mike McGlinchey. I we got we have it's all there is a lot of belief in uh, in Ryan Poles right now a lot a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, lot. it's like okay, you have no you choice but to trust him at this point. Then see how that all I, plays I out. I don't want to go back down that road, uh, but I but if if Pole if if Pace was doing what Poles did this off season, Bears fans would be highly skeptical, highly. Yeah, perhaps, but I think that first of all, I don't know stylistically. I don't think that's what he would do. But he wouldn't, I th- right? No, he, he wouldn't. I think that you know, you look at what Poles is doing and what he has done. You can't point to anything right now and say it didn't work. Right? I think a lot of people were not a fan of how he handled the the Roquan Smith situation. I don't like. I didn't like that at all. I don't even like the way he handled the Soup Campbell situation. But that's another story. Right. Um, but I, I, you know, that being said, if you're talking about well. Were the Bears tanking? Were they not tanking? They got the number one pick, 
right? That, that, that all worked out, right? And so he got the number one pick. He's got a deal that likes it. He's brought in the number one receiver. He's got, you know, resources in terms of draft capital going forward. And so I don't know that there's a lot to look at his small, small resume and say, no, nah, I don't like that. I don't like that. And I don't like that. So I think right now you got to continue to give him the benefit of the doubt until he doesn't. But I think that 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 check comes due real real soon, right? That's you know what yeah. I mean? So we don't. We don't. It's not like he's gonna have this honeymoon for so so long. We'll, That's an excellent point. Yeah. That's an excellent point. This is a, it's, this is a big year for for the yeah. beloved. big year for the beloved. All right. Uh, hey, we got we got Bears after dark tonight at six thirty. Braggs will be on and. Um, it's not going to go well for him. That's the plan. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see him in the chat today, which is disappointing. And uh, I'm sure he's busy though, probably. Maybe. And uh, or he's just hiding because I don't know if you all saw his sad ass video to Cody where he's apologizing. Uh, I I, I mean, saw I I saw it tweeted. I didn't actually listen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, like I didn't. I saw your tweet. I liked it. I acknowledged Twitter that beef one. Twitter beef SEAGO. <laughs> Saw your tweet, didn't respond. Okay, it's, it's all right. I mean, I write at Herb Howard on Twitter. You know what he does? He responds. He didn't respond to me either, though. <laughs> Earlier, but now we're now we're now, now but, we're even. But, but yeah, you know, I, I, I thought I explained myself. All right, we we probably should go. Hey, Kevin Wells, <laughs> thanks for producing. Yeah, man. Uh, Loved uh, show today. You guys always great. Good, always good it. to see you. Uh, by the way, Kevin plays for WGN softball team. I'm going to be running the CHGO team. And uh, I also do some stuff over at WGM, but I'm, I'm running CHGO. You're, go, you're going down this summer, Kevin. Champions. We're repeating. Yeah, are you but I'm a ringer for you guys, play? for sure. Yeah, I need, I need to be like like the honorary CHGO softball guy. What, what position do you it. play? Doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah. They haven't, they haven't created anything that I can't do yet. What's your best position? All of them. <laughs> Great answer. We need. We you need said this like stuff that. on the ping pong no, like table. I saw you out there, and I, it's it's not a. You, we got. So we got. I, I'm not saying, the table's right over there. We can go play. All right, let's. We, we know we're going let, after let, the let, show. Let, 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 <laughs> only person that can talk like that is Nick. Nick is cold. You're not cold. Like you're all right. You haven't been here in a minute. My, I've been working. I've been working hard. I think you lost the last time we played. Knock it off, man. I, I did. I think I did. <laughs> but yeah, I'm down. I'm down to play softball. Charles. Throw me in the outfield somewhere. I don't. Uh, okay, there we go. I don't, need, I don't we'll, need to be quick twitching. No shortstop, third base. I don't need none of that. Put yeah. me in the outfield. I'll okay, I got you. Outfield. Uh, we'll, we'll make it happen. Uh, I'm just. I'm just telling. I'm. I'm putting everybody I notice. You too, Shane Ritter. We're coming for you. <laughs> I, will, I will. I will find a way to win this thing this year if I'm going to be running this show. All right. Like I, that. That. That's the goal. All right. Uh, have a great rest of your day. We'll see you at six thirty. And uh, bear down.